winning pitcher was Cecil Upshaw in relief. And the loser was Jack LeMay, who came in in the 11th inning. Cleve Boyle went in the 14th with nobody, uh, home in the second with nobody on his 14th of the season. And Henry Aaron, who leads the National League in home runs in his 25th in the 8th inning of one man on. Now the umpires go to their station here at Shea Stadium and we're waiting for the New Park Mets to take the field and here come the Mets. Don Cardwell comes out of the Mets dugout and is on his way to the mound. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here at Chase Stadium in New York, our national anthem. The New York Mets are on the field. Ed Cranefield is at first base. Jerry Buchek is at second base. Bud Harrelson is at shortstop. And Ed Charles is around at third. Tommy Davis is in left field. Larry Stahl is in center field. Ron Svoboda is in right field. Jerry Grody is the catcher. Don Cardwell is the pitcher. He has not faced the Dodgers this season. Cardwell is making his second appearance since coming off the disabled list, July 16th. He had been out of action since May 31st for an elbow injury and had been placed on the disabled list on June 3rd. In his last start, Cardwell lost at St. Louis 6-4 on July 17th. He pitched three innings and allowed eight hits and four runs. On the coaching lines now for the Dodgers, Jim Gilliam is at first base. And Preston Gomez is on the lines around at third. On the Los Angeles Dodgers, leading off. Up to lead off is switch hitting shortstop Dick Schofield, batting left against the right hander. Schofield is hitting 221. He has one home run and 11 runs batted in last night. He led off with a double and scored the first run of the ball game as the Dodgers got two runs in the first inning and won the game three to nothing. Behind Bill Singer. 
Kadash is in eighth place. Here's a pitch to turn for a call, strike one. So, 31-year-old Don Cardwell, the first pitch in the strike zone. There's a swing and a foul ball back and out of play. The official scorer has noted that the game was delayed, the start of the game was delayed officially 25 minutes. Jerry Grody calls time goes out to the mound to get properly checked out with Don Cardwell. 
Gabrielson came over from the Los Angeles Angels to the Dodgers. Played college baseball at Southern California in Los Angeles. Came to the majors as a bonus player, $100,000. He was signed for with the Milwaukee Braves. Cardwell's pitch. Swung on and hit deep to right. It's going, going. If it stays fair, it's way back there. And this one is gone for a home run for Lynn Gabrielson. His sixth home run of this season. comes across the plate of the Dodgers are out front by a score of one to nothing. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're tuned to the bright sound in radio. WGY, WGFM, the General Electric Broadcasting Company stations located in Schenectady, New York. Lindsay Nelson with Ralph Conner and Bob Murphy at Jay Stadium. Jim LaFever is up and Don Cardwell's first pitch is low for a ball. LaFever is a switch hitting second baseman. Hitting 281 with seven homers and 39 runs batted in. Two men out, nobody on base. Here's a 1-0 pitch, and it's high for a ball. 2-0. The Dodgers lead one to nothing. Pitch this foul back off the screen and out of play. It's two and one. Ron Fairley moves out on deck now. Seaver has been the second baseman of the Dodgers until this year when he was shifted over to third and Ron Hunt took over at second. But with Hunt out with the shoulder injury, the Seaver is playing second these days with Bob Bailey filling in at third. This picture's high and away. Three and one. Defensively, the Mets play Lefevre to pull. Cardwell starts to work with the 3-1 offering. Change of pace, swung out and missed, and it's 3-2. And Lefevre swings the bat. Here's a 3-2 pitch. Swung on it on the ground to short. Harrelson up with it. Across the crane pool, and the side is up. But the Dodgers get a run on a hit. No errors and none left. In the middle of the first, the score is the Dodgers won. The Mets coming to bat. We'll be going now to the bottom half of the first inning, and it's Don Sutton on the mound for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He is 1-0 against the Mets this season. His lifetime record against the Mets is two wins and no losses. He pitched a complete game victory over the Mets, 7-2 at Los Angeles on May 30th. He allowed five hits with two walks, and he struck out eight. John Rosemary is catching tonight for the Dodgers. Wes Parker is at first base. Jim LeFevre is at second. Dick Schofield is a shortstop, and Bob Bailey is around at third. Len Gabrielson's in left field. Willie Davis is in center field. Ron Farrelly's in right. Bud Harrelson is coming up for the Mets, hitting 286 for the season. Ten doubles, four triples, 16 runs batted in. Uh, Harrelson has hit safely in seven of his last eight games. For the month of July, he is batting 387. A switch hitter batting left. 
Newton's first pitch. And it's high for a ball. Don Sutton is 22 years of age. At third, Bob Bailey moves in on the edge of the grass. And here is a pitch in for a called strike. It's 1-1. This will be a 1-1 pitch. And it's in for a called strike. It's 1-2. Larry Stahl has moved out on deck. He has one home run, 12 runs batted in. Left-hand batter. Yogi Berra on the coaching lines at first for the Mets, and Saldy Parker is around at third. There's a swing and a drive in the center field, and Willie Davis goes back and on back and reaches up and hauls it down for the out. The ball was well hit, but straight away to center. Two men out, and Tommy Davis is the batter. He's hitting 308 with 13 homers and 49 runs out of that. He's had 23 doubles. Facing his former teammates, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers lead in this game by a score of one to nothing. Sutton takes the time from Roseboro. Playing a foul ball, back and out of play. It's sort of a wild scene tonight when Ben Scully was doing his pregame radio show back to Los Angeles and his guest was Tommy Davis. Tommy's family, of course, is not living in Los Angeles and the Dodgers squad, his former teammates, were all around They're trying to distract him as best they could during the course of the interview. It was sort of a wild scene. There's a swing and a ground ball up the middle. Charged by Schofield, gets a big hop, throws on the run in time, and Davis grounds out. No runs, no hits, no runs, none left. Towards the end of an inning is the Dodgers won, the Mets nothing, and here's Ralph Kiner. The second revised edition of the 1967 Mets yearbook is now on sale. In addition to the features of the first edition, there is a new color team picture in the center fold, and also an autograph page on page 43. You can get your copy by mail. All you have to do is send 65 cents, 50 cents for the yearbook, and 15 cents for the handling charges to Mets Yearbook, J Stadium, Flushing, New York. Zip code is 11368. That sends 65 cents for the yearbook to Mets Yearbook, J Stadium, Flushing, New York. Zip code 11368. Well, the Mets have made a move here today. They have sent Ken Boyer over to the Chicago White Sox for a player to be named later, and... It was sort of a bad sight to see Ken move on out of here, but maybe it'll be a good break for him, and he might be able to pick up a World Series check. All right, Ralph Kiner, we're going down to the top half of the second. The New York Mets have announced that after tomorrow's game, Jacksonville of the International League will assign catcher Bob Hawk Taylor to the California Angels. 
for a minor league player to be designated later. The Angels, in turn, will option catcher outfielder Ed Kirkpatrick to Jacksonville. Kirkpatrick will still be owned by the Angels, and the Mets will get a minor league player to be designated later. But Hawk Taylor, after tomorrow's game, will no longer be in the Mets organization. Ron Farrelly is up. Bradwell's first pitch is low for ball. You'll recall earlier this week, the Mets had outrighted Hawk Taylor to Jacksonville. Here's the 1-0 delivery. And it's outside. 2-0 to Ron Fairley. Fairley's hitting 238. He has six homers and 38 runs batted in. 2-0 pitch. On the outside corner for a call strike, it's 2-1. Two-one delivery. Swung on is in the air down the left field line. It's curving over toward the foul line, and it's a foul ball taken by Tommy Davis for the out in the warning track. Just crossed the line, and Davis went it across and made the catch in the warning track in foul territory. One away. Now West Parker, switch hitting first baseman, batting left, hitting 233 with five homers and 18 runs batted in. Well, Ken Boyer has left the Mets and has gone to the Chicago White Sox, who are leading the American League, and Hawk Taylor will be going to the California Angels, who are just two and a half games out. This pitch is high. Two and all to Parker. John Roseborough is on deck. This is a 2-0 delivery. In there for a call strike, it's 2-1. Ed Charles moved up on the edge of the grass now at third. There's a swing and a ground ball to second. A big hop up to Bootcheck, and he plays to Craneville, two away. That'll bring up Roseboro. He's a left-hand batter. Hitting 272 with two homers and 15 runs batted in. The Cubs beat the Giants this afternoon, 6 to 5. As Marichal went out of the ball game in the sixth inning with a shoulder ailment. Here's the pitch outside. Chuck Hartenstein was the winner in relief for the Cubs, and Gaylord Perry was the loser in relief for the Giants. Pitch to Roseboro. It's high for a ball. Pittsburgh Power Speed Houston, 15 to 2. Woody Prime and the winner, Bo Belinsky, the loser. Homeward by Manny Motor, Roberto Clemente, Bill Mazeroski, and Joe Morgan. The end of two innings now. The Cincinnati Reds, nothing. The Phillies, nothing. Jim Maloney against Rick Wise. And in 13 innings, the Atlanta Braves knocked off the St. Louis Cardinals, 5 to 4. Cecil Upshaw, the winner. Jack LeMay, the loser. Here's a pitch on the inside corner, and it's 2 and 1. Cleve Boyer and Hank Aaron had homers in that ball game for Aaron, number 25. He leads the National League. The Detroit Tigers beat the Yankees 11-4. Earl Wilson, the winner. Fred Talbot, the loser. 
Here's a swing and a drive deep to center. And Shaw is going back, back to the warning track and hauls it down. So the side is out on a long line drive to center. No run throw. Hipsalera's man left. The score in the middle of the second is the Dodgers one and the Mets nothing. Zero in on performance and a feel of luxury that lets you know this is your car, Plymouth 1967. Zero in on savings and the kind of selection that lets you know this is your dealer. Armory Garage in Albany, where prices have never been better. The salesmen at Armory want to show you all the 67 Plymouths, Furies, and Belvedere's. Then they want to show you how easy it is for you to own one. Your present car will probably cover the down payment, and the balance can be comfortably taken care of over three years or less. Choose from any one of Armory's 101-time payment plans. Armory has carloads of new cars in stock ready for your inspection and immediate delivery. So swing into a new Plymouth Fury or Belvedere and make your choice now while the selection is high. Hurry, though, to Armory Garage, Central at Colvin and Albany, your Chrysler, Plymouth, and Valiant volume headquarters. We'll be going to the bottom of the second. In the American League, the Boston Red Sox made it eight wins in a row today as they shut out the Cleveland Indians 4 nothing on a three-hitter by Lee Sang. Steve Hargan was the loser. Andrews and Yastrzemski at homers, number 23 for Yastrzemski. Tonight at the end of two innings, the Baltimore Orioles won. The Washington Senators nothing. Camilo Pascual against Robinder. At the end of five and a half innings, the Kansas City A's five and the Chicago White Sox one. Tommy John to lead by Johnny Bedard in the first and Jim O'Toole in the fourth. Lou Cross is going for Kansas City. Ken Halston and Lou Cross have had home runs in the ballgame. Minnesota Twins play the Cal Angels in a later start at Anaheim. Starting the night, the Red Sox are only one game back of the White Sox, and the White Sox are on the losing side of a 5-1 score now in the sixth inning. They lose the ballgame. The Red Sox will be only a half game out of first place in the American League. Ed Crane throws up, and he watches the pitch low and away for a ball. Hitting 297, he has eight homers and 33 runs batted in. Hitting him the cleanup slot tonight in manager Wes Westrom's Met batting order. Swinging a high fly ball to center field. Willie Davis is there. Underneath, and he makes the catch. One away, and that'll bring up Ed Charles. Charles is hitting 271 with three homers and 15 runs batted in. Ken Boyer said tonight before uh, leaving for Chicago to join the White Sox that he realized that with Ed Charles playing the kind of baseball he's been playing, that he, Boyer, was not going to play an awful lot of third base, so that it did not come as a great shock to him. Here's a pitch in there for a call strike. He said further that Eddie Stanky was an old friend from uh, the days when both were in the Cardinal organization. And because of that situation, he was very happy to join Sankey and the White Sox. Here's the pitch. He said that had it been any other club, he would have had to give it a, a long thought about continuing his career, but that he hoped that he could make a vital contribution to the White Sox and their own supremacy. This will be a 1-1 delivery. From an underground to third, scooped up there by Bob Bailey and played across the first in time. Two away, and that'll bring up Jerry Burchek. He's hitting 238, nine homers and 24 runs started in. The last time in the history of this game of baseball, a lot of clubs have one tennis by picking up fellas like Ken Boyer down the stretch. The ball's right across the street here. The Yankees used to do it about every year. They made a habit of it, didn't they? If a guy like that can win two ball games for you, he is well worth all the effort you go to. Here's a pitch for on and foul up. It's strike one. 
You know, it could very easily be a big break for Ken because he could go over there, get a fresh start, and go right on up from there. And Ken is still a good, healthy specimen, and he could come back and maybe have two or three real good years for him if he gets a chance to play. Here's a fish outside. Well, the change of leagues might be uh, a good thing for him. Might very well be. I think that in itself is the biggest thing because over here this year, no matter what he did to finish out this season, he couldn't have had a good year. He just can't hit that well. And now going over there, they start from scratch. There's a pitch one on and land in the right, and it's going to be in there for a base hit for Buczek. One hopped in right field by Farrelly and played back to Mets after their first hit and their first base run of the ball game. The Dodgers are leading one to nothing. Now it's Ron Provoda coming up for the Mets. Hitting 255, he has seven homers and 22 runs batted in. And the crowd comes alive here. Buczak takes his lead at first. West Parker holds against him off the stretch. Now Don Sutton with a pitch and it's swung on and on the ground. He shorts up a big hop up to Schofield. He goes to second to Lefevre for the fourth. The side is out. No runs are hit. No errors. One left at the end of two full innings. The scores the Dodgers. One, the Mets nothing. Going now to the top of the third inning and coming in for the play-by-play, Ralph Kinder. Thank you, Lindsey Nelson, and hi, everyone. Bob Bailey will lead off with the Dodgers here in the third. They lead 1-0 on a home run by Len Gabrielson. In the first pitch to Bailey, a breaking ball by Cardwell is outside for a ball. Bailey, a right-hand batter, hitting 187. Rob has had one home run and has driven across 11. Strokes up in the bat about... An inch or so, and now the pitch back by Cardwell. A fastball over the outside part of the plate. It's one and one. Both sides with one base hit, but Gabrielson with a long home run to put the Cardinals on the board in the first. And now Cardwell, back and the one-one delivery. A curveball, swung on and missed, strike two. That pitch was off the plate. High curve that was outside. One ball, two strikes. It'll be Bob Bailey, Don Sutton, and Dick Schofield for Cardwell here in the third. And the right-hander at one-two, and a curveball this time is low and outside, ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Bailey started out with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was signed out of Long Beach High School. Received a reported 175 to. 200,000. You can take your choice in there. It was supposed to be the largest bonus paid up to that time. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Over the outside corner, strike three, and Cardwell takes a fastball by to pick up his first strikeout. That'll bring up the pitcher, Don Sutton. Don, a right-hand batter with an average of 146. He has been at that 41 times with seven base hits. Mets shorten up on him in the outfield in the first pitch by Cardwell. A breaking ball fouled off. Ball going back out of play. Strike one. Cardwell with a record of three and seven. He has pitched better than the record. He has not had any luck this year. Lost some tough ball games. 
has an ERA of 3.80. And in one strike, the pitch is fouled off again. This time a fastball foul away. Earned run average is the amount of runs that the other team earns in a nine-inning ball game. Now a swing and a curveball, strike three, and Cardwell with two in a row. His first two in the ball game, and that'll bring up the leadoff batter, Dick Schofield. Dick got a rise out of the crowd his first time up, sending Ron Savota deep in right field, but Ron made the play. Schofield 0 for 1, and his average now at 270. Make that 220. Started out at 221, dropped to 220. First pitch is over, a call strike, and Cardwell out in front with a one-strike count. Dodgers won the Mets nothing. Two men out, top of the third. Pitch back is high and away, fastball. One ball, one strike. Ed Charles at third base is playing shallow. He's in right on the edge of the grass. And at 1-1, the pitch to Schofield is inside, a breaking ball. Two balls, one strike. Dick has played 14 years in the major league. Never has been in the minors. So he really hasn't lived, doesn't he? 2-1 <laughs> pitch right back off the glove of Cardwell. Bounced out towards third. He didn't make the play, and it's a base hit for Schofield. Cardwell almost made a fantastic play. It was lying right back. He got his glove on it, but the ball was hit so hard, it bounced right on out and rolled about 20 feet away. So Schofield with the second hit for the Dodgers, his first in the game, and brings up Willie Davis. Willie was out in a good play by Ed Cranepool and Don Cardwell. He grounded the ball to Cranepool's right. Eddie got it, and then Cardwell just barely beat Willie Davis to the back. Willie batting 261. Left-hand batter. And the pitch. It is lined to center field of base in. Taken there by Larry Stahl and going on down to second and holding this Dick Schofield. So the Dodgers now with two men on, with two men out. And the batter coming up, Len Gableson, who had a home run his first time up. Say, the Rango Chuggamug is a wide mouth glass mug that holds 12 ounces of beer. And it even feels right when you pick it up. We're selling them at handy cartons of six, and they're just about the handiest third punches in town. You'll find Chuggamug on special display at your local stores in New York and New Jersey. Jerry Grody out talking with Don Cardwell, now back to home plate to give out the sign. Gabrielson with a home run his first time up now has a total of six this year and 21 runs batted in. He's batting 234, left-hand batter. And the first pitch is outside a fastball. It's ball one, a fake and a throw to first base. Cranville was not in on the bag. But he got Willie Davis to hustle back to first. Gabrielson a big fellow, but not noted for power. He hit a home run pretty far here tonight, though. Next pitch is over, this time catching the outside corner. One ball, one strike.
Cadwell looking in for the sign. Now it takes a set. Sets up on the mound. Checks at second base. Long look at second. Now another look at second. And Gabrielson steps out of the batter's box. And time is called. Last year, Gabrielson had four home runs. 1965, he had seven. and 64, he had four. and 63, he had three. Now a play on at second base. And... Schofield just back ahead of the play. Coming over to cover on the play was Bud Harrelson. And the pitch now comes to the plate, and the count goes to two and one as Cardwell is low. First home run that Len Gableson ever hit in the major leagues was a free run home run against the Mets. Back on April the 13th in Milwaukee in 1963. Two balls, one strike. And the pitch. It is taken low and it's ball three. Three and one. Cardwell pitching carefully and now falling behind. The on-deck batter is Jim LaFever. Runners at first and second base, Crowfield. Single off Cardwell's glove and then moved down to second on a single by Willie Davis. All coming after two consecutive strikeouts. Three-one delivery is fouled back. So it goes all the way out. Three balls and two strikes with two men out here in the top of the third. Gabrielson is 6'4", and he weighs 205 pounds. Runners will be moving with the pitch. There they go, and the pitch to the plate is hit in the air to left field. Tommy Davis coming in. He has plenty of time to get to it. And he makes the catch to reach out of the side. No runs, two hits, no errors, and two men left on, and the score at the end of two and a half innings. The Dodgers won, the Mets nothing. Now here's a word from Rangel. Dodgers in front by a one nothing score as the Mets come up. The first batter for the Mets will be Jerry Grody. On the mound for the Dodgers, Don Sutton. Curve balling right-hander. Don has given up one base hit. Single to right field by Jerry Butchak. Jerry Grody is batting for the first time. He's batting at 197. Right-hand batter with 
three home runs and 13 runs batted in. He'll be followed by the pitcher, John Cardwell, and then Bud Harrelson. Sutton has struck out one, he walked none, and the right-hander starts off with a fastball as high as ball one. Dodgers have one run on three base hits, but the run coming on a home run by Len Gabrielson. One old pitch by Sutton, a fastball that is low, and it's two balls and no strikes. Dodgers with a record of 39 and 52. The Mets have a 37 and 53 record. And a two, the pitchers hit deep to left field. Going back as Len Gableson is going, going, going. Tied up the ball game at one to one. The Mets had gone 22 consecutive innings without scoring, and now they have their first run. It was the fourth home run for Jerry Grody, his first against the Dodgers. And with the game tied at one to one, the batter coming up will be Don Cardwell. And the first pitch by Sutton is a breaking ball outside, ball one. Cardwell, a right-hand batter, hitting 174. He has one home run and two runs batted in. His home run coming off Vernon Law on a 3-0 pitch. A long drive to left in Pittsburgh. Now the 1-0 pitch swung on. It's 1-1. One one. Gary Grody tying up the ball game with a home run over the left field fence. Ball traveling about 400 feet. Now Sutton back to Cardwell. And he throws a curveball that's inside. Two balls, one strike. the pitch to Cardwell is swung on. So it's two and two. That was the 12th home run that Sutton has given up so far this year. The total of 22 ball games. Two-two delivery. Fastball over the outside corner. Strike three tall. Second strikeout for John Sutton. That is the first out here in the bottom half of the third. A tie game at 1-1, and the leadoff batter, Bud Harrelson, coming up. And we'll pause now for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're tuned to the Bright Sound in Radio, WGY-WGFM, General Electric Broadcasting Company station located in Schenectady, New York. Tie ball game 1-1, and Bud Harrelson, the batter. One man out, bottom half of the third, and the first pitch to Bud is a curve. It's strike one. Bud was called out. When a curveball broke over, his first time up. He's batting 285. Pitch back. A swing and a miss, and it's strike two. Bud with no home runs and 16 runs batted in. He has 14 extra base hits, 10 doubles, and four triples. Dodgers play him out. Toward left field. And now, fastball over the outside corner, strike three. Bud caught out on strikes for the second time in the game. That is the third strikeout for Don Sutton. And it brings up Larry Stahl. 
Murray flied out to deep center field on one pitch his first time up. Batting at 238. Left-hand batter in the first pitch by Sutton is a fastball inside the ball. Larry has one home run and 12 runs batted in. Two men out, bottom half of the third, a 1-1 ball game. And now Sutton back. And the pitch is inside. Two balls, no strike. John Sutton came to the Major League last year. In his first year, he was a fine pitcher. Came up with a 500 record. One twelve and lost 12. He had an earned run average of 2.98. Now the next pitch bounced through the middle. Might be a base hit. Going on through in the center field. Larry Shaw goes to first base and holds there as Willie Davis gets the ball back in. So the Mets have their third base hit. And they have the go-ahead run at first base with two men out and Tommy Davis coming up. Tommy grounded out the short his first time up. Batting average is at 307. And the first pitch to Tommy, a right-hand batter, a hard swing and a miss with a high fastball. The pitch was up above the runners. Strike one. The Philadelphia Phillies against the Cincinnati Reds in the third inning have scored six runs. The knockout, Jim Maloney. And they lead six to nothing after three. Rick Wise pitching for the Phillies. Nottabart is now pitching for the Cincinnati Reds. The next pitch is inside. It's a ball. One ball, one strike. Cincinnati started today's action four and a half games back. Tied for third. Larry Stahl with a short lead at first. Sutton goes to first base. Stahl dives back in. Not even a tag made by Wes Parker. He does put the ball on him as he stands up, but Larry was on the back. Now Stahl off again as Sutton gets set again. And the right-hander to the plate. And the curveball is fouled back out of play. Now moves up to one and two. Sutton was the National League Rookie Pitcher of the Year last year. Struck out 209 batters. The record for a rookie, Alexander, struck out 227 back in 1911. Now a ground ball foul from the left side. The count stays at one and two. What an interesting thing that I didn't remember or know about, one or the other. When Alexander came in to strike out Tony Missouri in that famous series with the Yankees, he stayed in the ballgame. That was in the seventh inning. In the ninth inning, Babe Ruth was walked with two men out. Musil was a batter, and Babe Ruth was thrown out trying to steal second base to end the World Series and give the Cardinals a victory. And Alexander became the big hero, and Tony Missouri was the go to the series. But Babe Ruth was thrown out at second trying to steal. A runner is drawing. The pitcher swung on and missed. Tommy Davis, fool with a curveball that struck out. The fourth strikeout for Don Sutton. 
But in the inning, the Mets tied up on the home run by Jerry Grody. They had another base hit for two in the inning. There were no errors, and one man was left on. And the score at the end of three. The Dodgers won, the Mets won. Well, as you know, from time to time during the course of the season, individual ballplayers come up to the fan club room here at Shea Stadium to meet their fans. And if you'd like tickets for the fan club room, write to Mets Fan Club, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. Some of the fan club dates for August and September. John Cardwell on August 4th. Ed Charles on August 8th. Bill Lentz on August 10th. John Sullivan on August 23rd. John Shaw on August 25th. Ron Taylor on September 6th. Ken Boyer on September 9th. Al Rudolph on September 10th. Dick Selma on September 18th. And Larry Stahl on September 19th. For tickets to the Fan Club room, write to Met Fan Club, Jay Stadium, Flushing, New York. Well, I'd like to hear you tell me about those old days with uh, Alexander. I said I read about it now, Lindsay. I thought you said you didn't recall it. Well, I got into that, but I think I got out of that. All right. They tell me that uh, Lazarius scared everybody in the ballpark with that foul ball he hit off of, uh, off of Alexander. That's what they tell me. It was just foul. It would have been a grand slam home run. They also tell me that Hornsby went out to take a close look at his eyes when he came in from the bullpen to see if everything was all right in that department. I understand they were a little bit bloodshot, too. He wasn't expecting to pitch that day. He had won the day before. Now, Babe Ruth said that uh, when asked about being thrown out second, he said, I was doing no good where I was. Usually, the year before, I had led the American League in home runs. Now, the first pitches we start out here in the fourth, Outside for ball. Jim LaFever is the batter and on the mound for the Mets, John Cardwell. And a ground ball hit down to second. A two-hopper for Jerry Grody. He picks it up, throws to first base, and the Mets have the first out here in the fourth. Jim had grounded out to the shortstop his first time up. He's now 0 for 2 in the game. His average is 2 That brings up Ron Fairley, who was out on a fine running catch by Tommy Davis, who caught his foul fly right near the stand. Ron is batting 237 with six home runs and 38 runs batted in. 1-1 ball game and Cardwell starts off with a curve and misses inside a ball. Fairly wants the ball checked out and the new ball is put in play. Cubs beat the Giants 6-5 today. Pittsburgh beat Houston 15-2. And Atlanta beats the St. Louis Cardinals 5-4. Hey, Ralph, I noticed the Houston Astros have signed Harry Walker on as their batting coach. They held a press conference and announced that. Oh, Harry has a fine reputation for being an authority on batting, along with many other things. Now, a swing and a foul back. One ball, one strike. Harry has some fine theories. In fact, he has a good idea going for him. He has tapes that he had made of great hitters, such as Ted Williams and others that he'll play for you to listen to what they say about hitting. He felt that if players would listen to these fellas, they might think something of the authority behind it. Now a ground ball hit down through the middle in the center field by Ron Fairley, a base hit. Ron the first base and holding there, and the batter now coming up is Wes Parker. Ron one for two. That base hit. The fourth hit in the ball game for the Dodgers. The Mets have three, and both sides have a run. Dodgers getting theirs and a home run by Len Gabrielson in the first inning. And the Mets getting their run in the third and the home run by Jerry Grody. Parker batting left-handed, grounded out to second base his first time up. 
Batting at 232. And the first pitch is inside a ball. You know, Lindsay, you just can't believe a fellow like Parker can bat 232 when he has the speed he has. You can bunt 232. That's what you figure. He can beat out that much. Now the 1-0 pitch, and it's outside. Two balls and no strikes. He's got to hit an awful lot of fly balls, and also he has to strike out to hit down there. 47 times after right now. 2-0 pitch is in for a golf strike. Two balls and one strike. Because if he could hit 99% of the balls on the ground, he would have to hit somewhere around 260 with his speed. Now 2-1, the pitch is lined to center field, a base hit. On Fairley goes to second base, and Larry Stahl falls down. He manages to knock the ball down. He gets up, and Fairley can only go to third. Parker goes into second base as he speeds on down there. Ball is it directly at Larry Stahl as he tried to pull himself up. He slipped, his feet going out, and as he was sliding down, he managed to get a glove on the ball to slow it down. Otherwise, it might have been an inside-the-park home run. It scored as a two-base hit. Larry's had some difficulty in the outfield with his spike. Better pull a Casey single. Casey used to check out all of his players to make sure they had long spikes on so they wouldn't slip and slide. He had one of his players get in some trouble that way. Now Wes Westrom has gone out to the pitching mound. Batter coming up at John Roseboro. Behind him it's Bob Bailey, so we'll see whether or not they're going to pitch to Roseboro. Ron Taylor and also Don Shaw starting to throw in the bullpen for the Mets. Everyone back into their respective positions. The signs go out. The Mets have their infield back at Jordan second, in at first and third. And the first pitch to Roseboro, outside of ball. Ball looked like it was purposely pitched way outside. Roseboro flied out to deep center field his first time up. He's batting at 271. Now Cardwell sets up again in the set position and pitches outside again, ball two. Two balls, no strike. And at 2-0, the pitch is way outside again. It's ball three. One advantage, instead of walking a batter intentionally in this spot right down the line. Now they're going to put him on ball four is that if the Dodgers were to put a play on such as a squeeze, you'd have them caught in their own trap by pitching outside. There is another disadvantage, and that is that you can also wild pitch this way. But in this case, nothing happened. They are going to pitch to Bob Bailey with the fourth ball, intentional pitch outside. Bailey, a right-hand batter, and the bases loaded now gives the Mets a chance to pick up a double play as they play their infield back for the double play. 1-1 ball game, so it's a tough spot here for Don Cardwell. And the wind-up and pitch. It is high, ball one. One ball, no strike. Bailey... Moving out the batter's box. Behind him, the pitcher, Don Sutton. So this is a big man for Don Cardwell. He needs him badly. 
Ed is batting 186. Cardwell into the windup and the pitch back. It is it on the line in the right field of base hit. Coming in to score, Sterling from third. Here goes the throw to third base, so the runner scores from second base. And now John Roswell, who was running for third, is caught in a rundown play as Bud Harrelson takes the throw from Ron Svoboda. Ron had a chance to throw home in this case, but he elected to go over to third. He got the man for sure there, and the Mets get their second out, but the Dodgers pick up two runs. So, two runs batted in for Bailey, his 12th and 13th this year. Dodgers in front by two, and the pitcher, Don Sutton, is now coming up. The play going from the right fielder to Bud Harrelson, 9-6 if you're scoring, as Roseboro was picked up going from second to third. Don Sutton, a right-hand batter, struck out his first time up. And he swings at the first pitch. It's strike one. Dodgers, three runs, six hits. The Mets have one run and three. Cardwell back, and Sutton fouls the next pitch down in the dirt. It's strike two. Ed Cranepool is playing behind the runner at first base, about two or three steps. Once again, Cranepool plays behind the runner as Bailey leads off there, and at two strikes, the pitch is hit down towards short. But Harrelson moves back to take it in one hop to throw to second base. The blue deck is just in time as he came over from a... Wide second base position for the fourth play at the bag at second. That retires the side, but in the inning, the Dodgers scored two runs on three hits. There were no errors, and one man was left on. Whether you're buying your first or tenth car, it's time you became a smart car buyer and joined the ranks of the thousands of satisfied customers who shop Armory Garage, Central McCalvin, and Albany. Now, here are the three basic rules for the smart car buyer. Select the model you want, then... One, compare quality. Armory Garage boasts the largest selection of quality-tested late-model used cars in the area. Two, compare service. Armory's expert mechanics are qualified to service all the cars on the Armory lot. And three, compare price. Armory's tremendous volume assures you more for your car-buying dollar. Be a wise car buyer, drive into Armory Garage, and talk over your used car needs with a sales manager, Art Neat. Let him introduce you to Armory's easy terms. You can buy, sign, and pay at Armory, home of 101-time payment plans. Your credit is wealth at Armory. Follow the wise car buyer to Armory Garage, Central at Colvin, in Albany. Bottom half of the fourth, the Dodgers leading by a score of 3-1 to one as the Mets come up. First batter will be Eddie Greenpool, and he'll be batting against Don Sutton. Ed batting for the second time. His first time up, he flied out to center field. Mets have three base hits off Sutton. They also have a run on a home run by Jerry Grody. The other hit's going to Jerry Butek, a single to right field. And Larry Stahl will bounce the hit up the middle in the third. Ed batting 296 with eight home runs and 33 runs batted in. He'll be followed by Ed Charles and Jerry Butek. Sutton with a record of six wins and 11 losses. And the right-hander with the first pitch. It's grounded out towards second base. A two-hopper for the second baseman, Jim LaFever. He moves back to take the second hop and throws the first base for the out. 
So Sutton picks up an out on one pitch, and now the batter will be Ed Charles. Charles, number five. Ed grounded out the third his first time up. He's batting 269. Mets trailing by two. Dodgers three runs, six hits. The Mets one run and three. And the first pitch to Ed Charles is taken over the inside corner of fastball. It's strike one. Ed has three home runs and 15 runs batted in. One strike delivery, curveball, and it fouled down in the dirt. Strike two. Ed doesn't have a base hit in this series with the Dodgers, going 0 for 4 last night. Final game tomorrow, it's going to be Don Drysdale for the Dodgers tomorrow and pitching for the Mets, Bob Henley. Henley will never forget the Dodgers. Now the two-strike delivery. Right at Ed Charles. What did it hit him? He went down in a hurry, and it hit him somewhere. It looked like on the arm. Now coming out is Gus Moss. Coming in from third is Salty Parker. That ball was right at his head, and as he went down, it hit him somewhere. Might have hit him on the head. His helmet went flying. He's on his knees right now. West Western out to check him out. Bent on over. Count was two strikes and no balls, and the pitch was right at his head. He went down, and the ball hit him somewhere. Somewhere up high. Now it is sort of getting up, and it looked like it hit him on top of the head. He had his fiberglass helmet on. He is now standing up with his hands in his hips. Charlie Parker has picked up his helmet. It's all right. That helmet might have really saved him from serious injury. He's going on down to first base. <laughs> thing like that scares you more than it hurts you in some cases, especially if it's got that helmet in the right spot, because that is quite a protection. That'll bring up Jerry Buchek, and as he steps up, he adjusts his helmet. Charles on at first. Nine runners at the plate. Butchek single the right fielder's first time up. Batting at 240. And the first pitch by Sutton, a fastball. It's inside the ball. One ball, no strike. Charles again with a good lead. Sutton peers in for the signs. They're being sent out by John Roseborough. And the right-hander in the set position. And the pitch. Curveball, swung on a miss. One and one. Boy, when you see something like that, it sure takes your breath away. Now Sutton, once again, the set position. And his pitch. Curveball, foul down in the dirt. One ball, two strikes. On deck batter, Ron Swoboda. Signs go out, and once again, it's Sutton back to Jerry Buchek. 
And a curveball is line foul down the left field line. Hanging curveball, and Butchek was out in front. So the count remains at one and two. Ed Charles moving back to first base. All the Mets need would be to have Ed Charles hurt after they had made a deal to send Ken Boyer on to the White Sox. Due to the fact that Ed was playing such fine third base. Now at 1 2, the pitch is high, and it's two balls and two strikes. Sutton missing with a fastball. John is not throwing as many curveballs as he threw last year. He was primarily a curveball pitcher. Near the end of the year, he hurt his arm throwing a curveball. And so far here tonight, throw to first base, Charles back easily. He has been throwing primarily fastballs. He has been throwing some curves, and they have not looked as good as the ones he, were, he was throwing last year. Now 2-2, the pitch is a curve. Line to left field, a base hit. Charles goes to second base, the ball fielded by Len Gabrielson and throwing on in. And the Mets now have runners at first and second on the base hit by Jerry Butek. Jerry, two for two. The time running first. And the batter coming up is Ron Swoboda. Ron hit into a fourth play his first time up. He's batting 253. One man out, bottom half of the fourth. The Mets trying to get back in the ball game. It was tied 1-1 when the Dodgers scored two in the top of the fourth. And Don Sutton with the first pitch to Swoboda. It's a fastball over. The inside corner, letter high, a call strike. Swoboda has seven home runs. He's driven across 22. In the first game of the series, he was two for four. That was against Bill Singer. Now the pitch. It is lined to left. The base hit. Ed Charles going to third is being waved on in. The throw by Len Gableson is high, way high, and Roseboro has to back up to catch it. And going over to third is Jerry Butchek. And the Mets have picked up a run, and they have the time run at third. It's a 3-2 ball game. The batter coming up is Jerry Grody and a conference now at the mound for the Dodgers. Johnny Roseboro talking it over with the pitcher, Don Sutton. And warming up in the bullpen for the Dodgers, Jim Brewer, a left-hander. Dick Schofield also at the mound, now going back to his shortstop position. Roseboro back to get out the signs and Jerry Grody stepping up. Dodgers are going to play their infield back, looking for two. Time run is the third base with one man out in the bottom half of the fourth. Bad throw by Gableson, giving a chance for Butchek to go over to third base. He threw it in all the way in the fly. Now the first pitch to Brody. It's inside a ball. Jerry had a home run his first time up. It was his fourth this year. That tied up the ball game in the third, and now he has a chance to do it here in the fourth. Don Shaw is warming up the bullpen for the Mets. The pitcher, Don Cardwell, is due up next, if it goes that far. Now Sutton in the set position, and the pitch. 
Curveball inside, ball two. High hanging curve, and they count two balls, no strike. Sutton checks out his outfield. Now turns around. Roseboro standing up before giving the sign. Now John Don will send the sign. Sutton takes no in the first set, yes in the second. Sets up and the pitch to Grody. It is outside, ball three. Three balls, no strike. Sutton missing that time with a slider. Now Walt Alston has come out of the dugout. He is going to the mound. The manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers going out to the mound. While he goes out to talk it over with his pitcher and catcher, we'll step out for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're tuned to the Bright Sound in Radio, WGY, WGFM, General Electric Broadcasting Company stations located in Schenectady, New York. Ralph Kiner, along with Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy. The Mets trailing by a score of 3-2, to two, but they have runners at first and third here with one man out in the bottom half of the fourth. And the batter, Jerry Grody, has a count of three balls and no strikes. Roseboro breaking away from the conference. And Walt Alston also leaving the mound. And Don Sutton will start up again with a count of three and all. Mets did not score a run in 22 innings when they got their first run in the third on the home run by Jerry Grody. They got their second run here in the fourth and have a chance for more. Now Sutton has the signs and the 3-0 pitch. It is lined to left field, the base hit. Larry Vucic comes in to score the tying run. Ron Cabola goes to second base and he holds there. And Jerry Grody with two runs batted in tonight coming up for the tying run for the second time. Now the batter will be Don Cardwell, and Dick Schofield brings the ball back to the mound personally. Don struck out his first time up. He has had four hits and 24 times up this year, one of them a home run. And the first pitch by Don Sutton. It is swung on and missed, strike one. The Dodgers were looking for a bunch. Wes Parker was in close from first base, and also Bob Bailey in close from third. One man out, bottom half of the fourth. Score three, three. And Sutton now, set to go, and the pitch back is a fastball hit back out of first base, going back to make the call of Jim LeFevre. And he makes the catch. Ron Sabota was off the bag at second. He goes back to second base. And Jerry Grody still at first. That'll bring up Bud Harrelson. Bud has been called out on strike. One time on a curveball, one time on a fastball. He's batting 284. Go ahead run at second base. Ron Sabota there. Harrelson batting left-handed against the right-hander, and the first pitch by Sutton is inside a ball. 
Jim Brewer still throwing in the bullpen for the Dodgers. Don Shaw with Don Cardwell batting has stopped his warming up for the Mets. The 1-0 pitch. Bounce through the middle. Coming over back at second base to make the play is Jim Lefever. He got it right near the bag and stepped on the bag for the out to retire the side. But in the inning, the Mets tied up by scoring two runs on three hits. No errors and two member left on. And the score at the end of four. The Mets three, the Dodgers three. And out of the top half of the fifth inning at its top of the batting order up for the Dodgers. Switch hitting shortstop Dick Schofield, who hit one for two. Last time up, he slammed the ball back to the line. who was knocked down by Don Cardwell. He started the game as still in there for the Mets. With a score tied 3-3, and the hits are all even at six each. Ed Charles has stirred in on the edge of the grass against the bunning ability of Schofield. And here's the pitch. Swung on and foul back. Strike one. Willie Davis moves out on deck for the Dodgers. Cargill takes the side from Jody, and here is the strike one delivery. Fastball inside. Moved him back, and it's one and one. The Dodgers during spring training were holding a shortstop sweepstakes. Here's a 1-1 delivery. Inside, ball two. It was Dick Schofield and Gene Michael and John Kennedy. They sent Kennedy to the Yankees. And Schofield moved Michael out of the lineup. Here's a 2-1 delivery. Well, run it on the ground to second. Buchek feels it cleanly, straightens up and throws to Cranville. There's one away. That brings up Willie Davis. He grounded out first base to the pitcher covering and singled solidly into center field. the position of his outfielders and deals a pitch. Well, run it on the ground. The first face of foul ball back of the bag. Gloved by Cranepool and it's strike one. That'll bring Willie Davis back to the plate. Lynn Gabrielson is timing his swing in the on-deck circle. The Mets and the Dodgers at Shea Stadium. The start of this ball game was delayed for 25 minutes because of a pregame shower. Now the strike one pitch. Inside. It's one and one. Cardwell sets up and deals one one. Outside for a ball. Two balls and one strike. One man out and nobody on base. Now Willie Davis steps out of the batter's box. Takes a little walk around and uh, getting ready now to move back in.
Here's a two-run delivery. Far out and foul back out of play. Willie Davis is a man of a million batting stances. He has one for every day in the week. Ralph Steiner was talking to him last night after the game. He is in the habit this week of sucking that right knee in a little bit. Uh, remindful of a mannerism of Ted Williams. So this week he's Ted Williams. There have times, been times when he was Stan Musial. He has copied every batting stance known to the game at one time or another. This will be a 2-2 pitch. Get on the ground to first. Taking on a big hop by Cranefield. He'll have to go to Cardwell covering, and he does in time. Two away, and that'll bring up Lynn Gabrielson. He homered to put the Dodgers out front in the first inning. And he flied out to left field in the third. This fellow sort of made the circuit. Played college baseball at the University of Southern California. Signed for $100,000 by the Milwaukee Braves. Went to the Chicago Cubs, to the San Francisco Giants, to the Los Angeles Angels, and then over to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Swinging a high foul ball into the seats and out of play. Strike one. The umpire behind the play tonight is Tom Gorman. He is the captain of this umpiring crew. Gabrielson lost over toward Jim Lefebvre in the on-deck circle. And he wants the loaded bat to clean the dirt out of his fight. Now he flips it aside and uh, comes back up. Here's a strike one pitch. Low pops out of the glove of Grody, and it's one and one. Two away, nobody on base, but the score tied, 3-3. In the five innings, the Phillies seven and the Cincinnati Reds one. Doug Bolton's in right now for Cincinnati. Rick Wise has been an all-the-way for the Phillies. Swing to drive into left center, drops in for a base hit. Tommy Davis up for the ball. Gableson takes a wide turn at first and retreats to the bag with a single. His second hit of the night. And now cleanup batter, Jim Lefebvre. He's a switch hitter, batting left. Counted out short to first, counted out second to first. Gabrielson leads. The pitch is outside for a ball. Tomorrow afternoon, we'll be on the air at 1.55 with the rubber game of this three-game series and the concluding game of this homestand. One open, and it's in for a call strike. It's 1-1. One, one. Ron Fairley has moved out there on deck now for the Dodgers. Cardwell off is 1-1. Fastball on the inside corner. It's 1-2. The Washington Senators have scored seven runs in the top half of the sixth inning to take a lead over the Baltimore Orioles, 7-1. Eddie Watt, relieved Robender. Milo Pasquale is picking for Washington. McMullen homered in that inning with two men on. Here's a swing and a foul ball off and out of play. 
And the Chicago White Sox have scored two runs in the top half of the eighth inning, but the Kansas City A's still lead them by a score of 6-3, to three, with the A's coming up in the bottom of the eighth. It's Howard in the ballgame now for Chicago. Lou Krause has been all the way for Kansas City. Harrelson, got Ken Harrelson, Lou Krause, and Pete Ward have had homers. Now a 1-2 pitch to Lefevre. Let a pitch that stopped on the ground towards second. Charged by Buchek and on to Crane's rule in time. The side is out with no runs in the hip, no errors, and one left. In the middle of the fifth, the score is the Dodgers three and the Mets three. And... Another bright idea from the folks who care when you're serving the world's best Frankfurt. Tobin's first fries, of course. Try buttering and toasting the rolls first. It makes a delicious difference. And using first prize Frankfurt's makes even more. Because only U.S. government-inspected meats go into the making of first prize products. Serve them plain or serve them fancy. But butter and toast the rolls first. Grill, fry, boil, or broil first prize Franks. Any way you do them, the out-of-this-world flavor of first prize Frankfurt's on buttered toasted buns is a great treat. Anytime. From the folks who care. The very best meat. The very best meat. Makes the very best meal. Makes the very best meal. So look for the meat. So look for the meat. With the first prize seal. With the first prize seal. First prize products from the folks who care. Tobin's first prize. Delicious. going to the bottom half of the fifth inning now, and it'll be Larry Stahl coming up to lead off for the New York Mets. Don Sutton started. He's been in all the way for the Dodgers. Stahl is one for two. He lined out to center field his first time up, and he singled at center field in the third inning. from John Roseborough. And here is the pitch. Fastball in there for a called strike. Tommy Davis has moved out on deck for the Mets. One delivery swung on and top foul. Back over toward the Mets dugout. Tommy Davis stopped it with a bat in the on deck circle. Count goes two strikes. Now Sutton started up, got to have the ball up over his head, and stepped off the river. The stall steps out. We're getting set up again for a two-strike delivery. Curveball chopped off foul. The count holds at two strikes. And that's two batting here in the bottom half of the fifth inning with the score tied 3-3. That's will be flying out to San Francisco on Monday night. They go to San Francisco, Los Angeles, Houston, come back here against the San Francisco Giants on Friday night, August 4th. Swinging a foul ball back and out of play. Count holds it two strikes. 
settles himself back in. And the two-strike pitch. This is outside. It's one and two. Offering is no pitch. Uh, Stahl stepped back out of the batter's box, and Tom Gorman raised his hand, indicating no pitch. Don Sutton came on through with it. But the count continues at one ball and two strikes. Here's a one-two offering. Foul back and out of play. at one and two. And the pitch. This is high, and it's two and two now to Larry Stahl, leading off for the Mets in the bottom of the fifth. is low and the count's out full now at 3-2. Dahl says back, taps his fight, pulls at the helmet, measures his stance. This will be a payoff pitch and it's on the way. Swung on the line in the right field for a base hit. One hop to Ron Fairley. He plays it back and Larry Stahl turns and holds with his second hit of this ball game. A leadoff single in the bottom of the fifth, and Tommy Davis is coming up. Davis has grounded out and struck out so far tonight against his former teammates, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and Jim Brewer gets up to throw again. Left-hander Jim Brewer is up and throwing in the bullpen for the Dodgers. The second delivery is low, bounds away from Osborne, going on the second is Stahl, he flies in safely. As the throw bounds away a few feet toward right center field, Larry Stahl is there with a stolen base, his first of this season. That pitch bounded a few feet away from Roseboro, he recovered and fired down there, and it again rolled a few feet away on the third of second. Now time has been called and a towel has been taken out to Stahl. He went in head first at second base. He represents the go-ahead run. Kansas City Athletics has scored three runs in the bottom half of the eighth inning. So going to the ninth, the A's nine and the Chicago White Sox three. The Red Sox shut out Cleveland this afternoon for another. So if Kansas City defeats Chicago, and they're in the midst of doing it right now, the Red Sox will be only a half game out of first place in the American League. 1-0 pitch swung on and foul back. Count to Tommy Davis is 1-1. One one. The Red Sox will be a half game out in the American League, and right now the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs are in a flat-footed tie in the National League. I wonder what kind of odds you could have got last February on a Quinella combination of the Red Sox and the uh, Chicago Cubs. 
Sutton again off the stretch. And the 1-1-6. One, one, it's Butthead up the first baseline. And on the third goes Stahl. The fever plays and in time. He got it by a half step at first base. Larry Stahl moved on to third. As Tommy Davis pushed him out to the right side and almost beat it out, but not quite. Play went 4-3 on Tommy Davis. And here comes manager Walter Austin out. Left-hand runner Ed Cranfield is coming up, and perhaps he wants his left-hand pitcher Jim Brewer. He's looking down toward the bullpen where Brewer has been warming up. The Mets have moved the go-ahead run over to third base. And there's one man out now. Tom Gorman joins the conference. The sign goes to the bullpen. We'll have Jim Brewer coming in. That is all. For Don Sutton, who has gone four and a third, given up three runs on seven hits to this point, struck out four and walked none. Jim Brewer is coming in to make his 19th appearance. He has a record of three wins and two losses. Last time out, he got a win at Philadelphia on July 19th when he picked three innings and allowed no runs and only one hit. Brewer is... Uh, Passing up the chance to ride in the electric car that instead is walking in from the bullpen. So as he trudges in, coming in here to bring us up to date on scores of other games, Bob Murphy. They must be delirious on the new north side of Chicago right now as the Cubs for the second time have battled into a first place tie of the National League. The way the Cubs are winning games, pulling them out of the late innings. That's the kind of stuff that Tennyson made up. In today's game, they got a run in the eighth inning and two in the last of the ninth inning to beat the Giants six to five. Billy Williams, second home run of the game, tied the game in the last of the ninth inning. A triple and a single by Randy Hundley brought home the winning run. The winning pitcher in relief was Hartenstein, and the loser in relief was Gaylord Perry. That might be a date to remember for the Giants because Juan Marichal left the game in the sixth inning with a pain in his pitching shoulder. And if Marichal is out very long, what a blow that will be to the giant punted host. Pittsburgh buried the Houston Astros 15-2 with Manny Mutter, Roberto Clemente, and Bill Mazeroski all hitting two-run homers. Woody Freeman hadn't won a game all year, and he pitched a five-hitter going to Ruth. The loser was Bo Belinsky. Tonight, the Phillies lead Cincinnati 7-2 at the end of five-and-a-half. Wise hurling for Philadelphia. Maloney was knocked out in a six-run third inning. And in 13 innings, the Atlanta Braves tripped the St. Louis Cardinals 5-4. to four. The Braves are on the warpath, and they now have prowled to within three and a half of first place. Upshaw was the winner in relief, and LeMabe was the loser in relief. Jack has been in four games in a Cardinal uniform and lost three. The Tigers beat the Yankees 11-4. to four. The Red Sox shut out Cleveland 4-0. Washington leads the Orioles 7-1 after six tonight. Kansas City ahead 9-3 over Chicago going to the ninth. Later tonight, Minnesota at California. Lindsay? All right, Bob Murphy, it's Ed Cranville coming up now for the New York Mets with one man out to go ahead, run at third, and the Los Angeles Dodgers play the infield end. Cranville, the left-hand batter, facing left-hand pitcher Jim Brewer. The runner at third is Larry Stahl, and here's the pitch, swung on and fouled off at strike one. If you're keeping score along with us, do not credit Tommy Davis with a sacrifice. He is simply charged with a time at bat, it being the opinion of the official scorer that he was running for the base hit.
Now again, Jim Brewer takes a look over at third. Well, Larry Stahl takes his lead, and here is a strike one delivery to Cranefield. Foul lost from out of play, a two-strike count. Ed Charles is waiting in the on deck circle. On the message board in right field, the Mets today sold Ken Boyer to the White Sox. Completion of the deal is an exchange of major league players by December 1st. And that farm club at Williamsport acquired Billy Southworth, a 21-year-old infielder. Right here, the score is tied 3-3 with the Mets batting in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Jim Brewer works straight away. The two-strike pitch swung out and missed, and Cranefield is a strikeout victim. Two away, and Ed Charles is coming up. He has rounded out third to first, and last time up, he was hit by a pitch ball and later scored. Charles, a right-hand batter now, facing the left-hander, Jim Brewer. They try to get Larry Stahl in there from third base with the go-ahead run. And the pitch is in there for a call strike. The paid attendance here tonight is 33,715. The total attendance in the ballpark, 34,637. But more than 33,000 paid here this Saturday night. Strike one, pitch point, hit on the ground to short. Schofield is up with it. Plays over the first in time, and the side is out. No runs are hit. No errors and one left. At the end of five full innings, the score is the Dodgers three and the Mets three. Well, when the Mets come back from the upcoming road trip, they'll be taking on the San Francisco Giants. Friday night, August 4th, and the Giants will be in for that weekend. Of course, the Dodgers and the Mets play here again tomorrow afternoon. You can get tickets for all home games of the Mets at a wide variety of locations. The advanced ticket window here at Shea Stadium is open 8 to 6 on weekdays and 9 to 5 on Saturdays and Sundays. The Mets ticket office at Grand Central Station is at the foot of the 42nd Street and Vanderbilt Avenue ramp. Open weekdays 8 to 6 and Saturdays 8.30 to 4. There's a Mets ticket office at Macy's, 34th Street and 7th Avenue. It's on the main floor and also at Macy's in Huntington, Long Island in the Walt Whitman Shopping Center. Both locations are open during regular store hours. In addition, reservations for box and reserve seats may be made at all Howard clothing stores during regular store hours and also at any branch of the manufacturer's Hanover Trust Company during banking hours. Tickets may be obtained by mail by writing ticket manager Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York, zip code 11368. Box seats are $3.50 each. Reserve seats are $2.50 each. Be sure to add 25 cents to each order to cover mailing costs. Through five innings, the Dodgers, three runs on seven hits and no errors. The Mets, three runs, seven hits and no errors. And up to lead off Ron Fairley, the right fielder. He fouled out down the left field line and had a base hit to center field and later scoring. Left-hand batter facing right-hand pitcher Don Cardwell. Starts him off with a breaking ball. It's low. It's ball one. The net defense plays Ron Fairley to pull. A 1-0 pitch. Outside for a ball. It's 2 0. Fairley came to the Dodgers in 1959, right off the campus of the University of Southern California. 2 0 pitch. And it's low. Three balls and no strikes to Fairley. Waiting on deck is Wes Parker. 
Barry back in now and waiting for Cardwell's 3-0 offering. He was taking, and it's right in there for a called strike. Three and one. Cardwell again delivers. Swung on and popped up foul out of play. Right back behind the plate across the screen, and the count's full at three and two. It'll be Cardwell with a payoff pick to Ron Fairley. Brody sends out the sign, and the pitch is on the way. It's high in the air to deep right field, and Ron Swoboda, and the warning truck moves up now and makes the catch. One away. Here is a final score in the American League. The Kansas City A's 9, the Chicago White Sox 3. Lou Krause gets the win with help from Aker in the ninth. Johnny Bazard, the second pitcher of the game for Chicago, takes the loss. Ken Halson, Lou Krause, and Pete Ward at homers. The Red Sox trail the White Sox by only a half game in the American League standing. Here's a pitch in for a called strike. Wes Parker, double last time up and later scored. He's one for two tonight. And this time he's hit by a pitch ball. Here's have been hit on the right hand. He's going slowly on down towards first, looking at the hand. Coach Jim Gilliam, at first, is waiting for him to come up there to take a look at it. Apparently, he's okay. So the Dodgers pick up a base runner with Parker on at first. He has excellent speed. The Mets get Don Shaw up and throwing in the bullpen now. Left-hander, Don Shaw. Left-hand batter John Roseborough is up. He was purposely passed last time. There's a swing and a foul ball back and out of play. The Dodgers have left-hander Ron Peronowski up and throwing. Peronowski throwing in the bullpen for the Dodgers. Pitches outside. Peronofsky had something to say about the relative positions of the Cubs and Dodgers in the present National League standing. Said, look at me. I came from the Cubs to the Dodgers, and look where they are. But he came a number of years ago. He's been in a few World Series since then. Hardwell off the stretch with a 1-1 pitch now to John Roseborough. Outside. Goes behind 2-1. and one. Bob Bailey's on deck. Cardwell takes a moment now, takes his glove off, looks around the outfield. His second appearance since he came back off the disabled list, and he's been struggling along from time to time out there tonight. Still uh, working himself back into the pitching form that he showed early in the season. 2-1 delivery with a runner going, swinging a drive deep to center, and Donald goes all the way back toward the wall, and he hauls it down for the out. Now the throw back at Parker, going back to first, and he slides back in safely. Larry Stahl went way back into the warning track in right center field, struck the glove up, and stabbed the line drive. Parker already had rounded second, 
and had to touch that back, coming back to first. He has good speed, and he got back all right, sliding in safely, as they had to hit and run on on the pitch. So there are two men out. Parker holds it first. Jerry Grody goes out to talk to Don Cardwell, and the Mets get right hand to Ron Taylor up and throwing in the bullpen. Now along with young left-hander Don Shaw. Roseburg got a lot of wood on that ball. Now Bob Bailey is the batter. He was called out on strike in the third inning, but he singled to drive in two big runs for the Dodgers in the fourth. He has a season's batting average of 191. Breaking ball, and it's in for a called strike. Bob Bailey and Gene Michael came to the Dodgers from the Pirates in exchange for Maury Wills. Parker takes his lead at first. Strike one pitch. Low. It's one and one to Bob Bailey. Parker at first has stolen eight bases this year. He has been caught stealing three times. The score is tied 3-3 in the top of the sixth. This will be our 1-1 delivery. Swung on it on the ground to second. Buchek boots the ball. It goes to the outfield grass and all hands are safe. Buchek booted the ball onto the outfield grass. He is charged with an error on the ground ball. Parker moves to second. Bailey's on at first. And now, Jim Brewer is coming up for the Dodgers. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is the bright sound in radio. WGY, a General Electric Broadcasting Company station at 810 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner at Shea Stadium. Jim Brewer is going to bat for himself. He is one for 12, and the one was a double. Left-hand batter facing right-hand pitcher Don Cardwell. The Dodgers at first and second. The pitch is foul back at strike one. The score is tied 3-3. Manager Walter Austin electing to let Jim Brewer bat for himself here in the sixth inning. Dodger runners lead at first and second. Strike one, six. Breaking ball inside low, and it's one and one. Dick Schofield is waiting on deck for the Dodgers. Cardwell looks in for his sign. Parker at second, Bailey at first. 1-1 one, one delivery. Let's up low, and it's 2-1. So now Cardwell has gone behind to the opposing pitcher, Jim Brewer. West Westham, the Met manager, calls time, and he's going out to the mound. The count is two balls and one strike. And he's sending for his left-hand pitcher. He wants Don Shaw right now. The work of this left-hand batter. Don Shaw will be brought in to replace Don Cardwell. Weston is talking to Cardwell and Brody. 
Third base coach Preston Gomez calls runner Wes Parker halfway down toward third to talk to him. Don Shaw will be coming in here in just a moment to make his 32nd appearance of this, his first year in the Major League. He has a record of two wins and three losses. Last time out on July 20th against Houston, he worked for one inning, allowed no runs and no hits. So we'll have a pitching change here. Quickly, a look at the scoreboard. The Baltimore Orioles have scored three runs in the bottom half of the seventh inning. So at the end of seven, it's the Washington Senators seven and the Baltimore Orioles four. Cox has relieved Camilo Pasquale on the mound for Washington. Cardwell will be going up after having pitched five and two-thirds. To this point, he is charged with three runs on seven hits, struck out two and walked one. Twenty-three-year-old Don Shaw arrives at the mound, and Cardwell tosses in the ball. Cardwell leaves the game. Don Cardwell here tonight was making only his second appearance since he came back off the disabled list. He went on the disabled list on June 3rd, went out of action on May 31st with an elbow injury that showed up uh, at the Astrodome in Houston. And after coming back off the disabled list on July 16th, he worked at St. Louis but pitched only three innings and allowed eight hits and four runs. So here tonight, he worked five and two-thirds. Now the Dodgers are going to send Al Ferrara up. Al Ferrara will bat for Jim Brewer. So as manager Western made a move, so did manager Austin make a move to a right-hand batter, Al Ferrara, who is a native of Brooklyn. He has a batting average of 266. He has seven homers and 22 runs batted in. Ron Taranowski gets up to throw again in the bullpen for the Dodgers. Now the count to Ferraro will be two balls and one strike. If Ferraro should be walked, the walk would be charged against Don Cardwell statistically. If he should strike out, if Ferraro should strike out, it would be credited to Don Shaw. The Dodgers have runners at first and second with two men out. The score is tied 3-3. Dodgers batting in the top of the sixth. Don Shaw takes the sign. Here is a 2-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. It's 2-2. Two -two. Shaw's best pitch is a sinker. What Yogi Berra calls a worm killer. Down is even at 2-2. Two -two. Shaw sets up with runners leading at first and second. Pitch to Ferrara. Swung on and fouled off. The count holds at 2-2. Ferrara and Gabrielson have recently been platooned by the Dodgers. 
Ferrara started last night in right field. Gabrielson started in the outfield tonight. Don Shaw steps off the rubber now. Not quite sure about the sign. Ferrara steps out and now back in. Runners lead at first and second. 2-2 pitch. Swung on and foul back. Into the seats and out of play. And the count continues at 2-2. Two and two. With Jim Brewer having been removed for the pinch hitter, of course, the Dodgers will have another pitcher in the next inning. Ron Peronofsky has finished warming up. Now the 2-2 delivery. Swung on and missed, and Don Shaw is headed with a strikeout as he comes in to put off the fire. No run. No hit. A hit batsman, an error, and two men left. In the middle of the six, the score is the Dodgers three and the Mets three. Armory Garage is one of those companies that never stops trying to improve their business. They're proving that fact every day at the corner of Central and Calvin in Albany. Instead of sitting back smugly, knowing Armory Garage is the biggest volume dealer of used cars in the area, sales manager Art Neat tries to improve sales and service daily. For example, at Armory, you'll find easier credit. If you have the ability to pay, they'll say okay and set up a time payment plan custom tailored to your budget. Because of the tremendous volume of new cars sold weekly at Armory Garage, the selection of used cars is unrivaled. You'll find wagons, convertibles, two- and four-door sedans, from economy models to prestige automobiles, priced to move. And to keep that car on the move in top condition, Armory mechanics are trained to service all makes and models sold on the Armory lot. For the very best car buy, try Armory Garage first. They're located at Central at Colvin in Albany, open daily, including all day Saturday. The Dodgers now bring Ron Peronofsky into the ballgame. The left-hander is firing down the warm-up tosses. Peronofsky is making his 41st appearance. Made more appearances than any other pitcher in the National League. He has a record of two wins and three losses. Peronofsky has an earned run average of 2.40. He has been credited with eight saves so far this year. He has pitched 60 innings and allowed 21 runs. 16 of them earned runs. So in the bottom of the sixth, Gary Buchek will come up to lead off for the Mets. Buchek. Second baseman. Buchek is 2-2 here tonight. The score is tied 3-3. Three and three. Ron Peronofsky was born in Patterson, New Jersey. He makes his home now in Northridge, California. A left-hander, he deals the pitch to the right-hand batter, and it's in there for a soft strike. Ron Swoboda is on deck for the Mets. Strike one pitch, and it is inside as Buchek ran his hand down the bat as Soda Butt. That brought Bob Bailey in a few steps at third, but the pitch was tight, and the count's 1-1. One, one. 
A 1-1 offering. Swung on and fouled off to the right side. Out of play. In the mid bullpen right now, Jack Fisher is tuning up for a future start, and ace relief hurler Hal Rennett is up and throwing now. This will be a one-two delivery to Buchek. Hit on the ground to short, charged by Schofield. Up with it and across to Parker in time. Buchek grounded out. And that will bring up Ron Svoboda, who singled a drive and a run in the fourth. Grounded into a force play in the second inning. Aronofsky with a pitch to Swoboda. Brunson misses the strike one. On Bob Bailey playing a deep third base, and he was trying to dump that ball down the third baseline and beat it out for a base hit. The count is strike one to Swoboda. Pitches outside for a ball. It's one and one. One offering. Swung on him. It's a breaking ball, and he has to go away out in front. It's one and two. Ron reaches down to get a handful of dirt, get himself settled down a little before stepping back into the batter's box. There's one man out and nobody on base. Aronofsky's one-two pitch. Low. Down is even now at two and two. Jerry Grody swinging at that on deck. Here's the 2-2 offering. Low. And the count's out full at 3-2 to Swoboda. Dodgers and the Mets play here again tomorrow afternoon. Game time is 2 p.m. It's the concluding game of this set and the concluding game of the homestand. Here's the payoff pick to Swoboda. Swung out here on the ground, foul back of third, out of play. Now it holds full at three and two. And after tomorrow's Jacksonville game, Hawk Taylor will be sent to the California Angels. The Angels, in turn, will option catcher outfielder Ed Kirkpatrick to Jacksonville of the International League. He will still be the property of the Angels. Here's a payoff pitch. Swung on. And there's Ben Svoboda as a strikeout victim. Two away, and that brings up Jerry Grody. Grody has homered and singled to drive in a run, so he has driven in two of the three Met runs. 
Brody's home run in the third broke a long dry spell for the Mets. They had gone scoreless in 22 consecutive innings before Brody had a leadoff homer in the third. Pitch is inside low. It's ball one. Dodgers three and Mets three. Pitches on away. It's two and oh. Don Shaw moves out of the dugout to the on-deck circle now. Brody swings about as he waits. Here's the 2-0 delivery. Right in there for a call strike. It's 2-1. Brody bats number eight in the Mets batting order. And the 2-1 pitch. Swung out and hit in the air to center field. Willie Davis ranges over and he hogs it down. So the side is out in order. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. The end of six full innings. The score is the Dodgers three and the Mets three. Schofield is up against Don Shaw as we go to the seventh inning, and the pitch is low and away, ball one. Schofield, a switch hitter, so he now has turned around, sitting right-handed against Don Shaw. <laughs> Schofield, one for three tonight. Inside and low, two balls and no strikes. Schofield got his base in the third inning, a line drive right back at Don Cardwell's face, but Don got his glove up there in time to knock it down. The 2-0 delivery by Shaw breaks in at the knees for a strike on a good sinker, and it's two balls and a strike. Dodgers, three runs, seven hits, no errors. Foul ball against his leg, and the count is two and two. The next three runs, seven hits, and one error. Jack Fisher is tuning up for his Tuesday night start against the Giants at Candlestick Park. Bob Shaw is loosening up in the bullpen. Now Shaw tried again on his target. The 2-2 delivery. Another foul ball into the dirt right by home plate. Count remains 2-2. Two and two. Very interesting baseball quiz tonight. Only two active major leaguers have accumulated 400 or more two-base hits. Can you name the current men of distinction? Well, without knowing, I think I'd say Mantle and Mays. Full count now, three and two on Becky Schofield. Willie Davis on deck and then Lynn Gabrielson. Here's the 3-2 delivery. Drive it hard towards the gap in left center. Davis going after it. Can't reach it. The ball's up against the wall for a base hit. Schofield goes into second, standing up with a double. Tommy Davis, after a long run toward the alley in left center, stretched as far as he could. It was just beyond his reach. On the first hop, went up against the wall in left center. The 
The Dodgers have their eighth hit. And now they have the tie-breaking run in scoring business. Well, my guess on Mays and Mantle was half right. Mays is correct. And the other player with over 400 two-base hits is Henry Aaron. Now Willie Davis coming up against Don Shaw. Nobody out, and a bear-down job facing left-hander Don Shaw. Ed Charles, even with the bag, wide of the line at third. Bud Harrelson shaded towards second to hold the runner and play the left-hand hitter. Now the pitch on the way. He was around the bunt, didn't offer, and it was inside ball one. Twice in tonight's game, the Mets have had to fight from behind. Now they're under pressure once again. And the pitch to Willie Davis, a full swing, and a miss, one ball, one strike. Lou Johnson has come out on deck. He's going to bat for Lynn Gabrielson. Johnson, a right-hand hitter. Gabrielson, a left-hand hitter. Don Shaw getting his sign now from Jerry Grody. Down comes the pitch. He turns around to bump, but does an offer, and the ball breaks outside, two and one. Now some serious work in the Mets' bullpen. Ron Taylor and Hal Runup are both getting ready. We're in the seventh inning. The Dodgers hitting with a score tied, 3-3. Schofield on second, nobody out. Now the pitch. Around the bunt, he lays off, and it's low, ball three. And Don Shaw now has a three-and-one count on Willie Davis. Pitching three and one. And it's punted out in front of the plate. It'll be hard to throw him out. The peg out at first. Oh, what a close play. Willie Davis thought he had it beat. He's arguing with Tony Benzon, and so is Junior Gilliam. Willie Davis running the runner over. And with that tremendous speed that he has, what a close play that was at first. Jerry Grody to Eddie Trainville just in time. Lou Johnson is going to hit for Lynn Gabriel. Missile has to bring her infield in to try and head off Dick Schofield, who's on third with one out. Ben Gabrielson had a single and a home run, two for three, but Walt Alston going for Sonny's wise here has Lou Johnson up. Now the pitch by Don Shaw, low and inside it's ball one. The Mets have the infield in, trying to choke off the run. Now the pitch on the way, foul ball on the ground, right straight back, one ball, one strike. Veteran Lou Johnson hitting at 277. 
He was out most of the first half of the year with a fractured ankle. Here's the 1-1 delivery. And a foul ball hit back toward the Dodger dugout. The cleanup batter, Jim Lefebvre, is waiting on deck. Lefebvre, a switch hitter. Don Shaw in the game. He's finding his swing, is batting right-handed. Now Schofield with a lead-off third. The count is one and two. Here's the pitch by Shaw. Foul ball back, no play. Jim Gilliam coaching at first, Preston Gomez coaching at third, and Schofield leads off third. Now Don Shaw steps off. Lou Johnson really pacing around in that batter's box, now steps out, takes a couple of phantom swings, and gets back in. Pitching one and two. And a ground ball hits foul down the third baseline, snagged by Ed Charles. If that ball been fair, we were going to have a very close play at home. Dodgers, three runs, eight hits, no errors. New York, three, seven, and one. <clears throat> now Shaw checks the runner. And the one-two pitch. Ground ball hit down the third baseline, foul. And again, it's grabbed by Ed Charles in foul territory. Up two in a row that were foul, but they were close enough to the line so that Charles made a play on them. Schofield let off with a double to left center, and Willie Davis bunted him over to third as the Dodgers try and break the tie. Here's the pitch on the way. Ground ball hit down to third. Charles up with it. Throws home. He is out at home. Schofield is out at home. I'm not sure that Schofield was ever tagged, but it was not necessary. Charles had him nailed dead to rights, and as a result, he tried to circle around Jerry Grody and went out of the baseline. He had been called out by Tom Gorman before Grody put the tag on him. In fact, he did ever tag him. He pulled up short about five feet from the plate and then started circling away, trying somehow to get around Grody. So now, two down. Johnson is on first on the fielder's choice, and the batter is Jim Lefebvre. Here's the pitch on the way. Low and outside is ball one. Don Shaw, working with that sinker and working effectively, got the ground ball he was looking for that could be handled by one of the infielders for a play at the plate. Jim Lefebvre batting right, and the pitch is low, a peg to first! Oh, he just got back. Strong throw by Grody to Craneville. He almost picked off Johnson. Now the count is 2-0 on Jim Lefebvre, the Dodger cleanup batter. 
The Fever 0 for 3 tonight. And a throw to first by Don Shaw, not in time. Dodgers 3 and the Mets 3. Visiting 7th inning. Here's the pitch on the way. Swing and a miss. A throw to first. He's trying to make second. Greenville drops the ball. And the throw goes into the outfield. Johnson's now on his way to third. He rounds third and holds up there. And that's at him. The train pool dropped the ball as he was getting ready to throw to second. And then Eddie, in his face, threw the ball away into the outfield. And Johnson winds up going from first to third. They're going to score a stolen base and an error charge to train pool on the throw. Great throws by Jerry Grody as he went to work on Johnson, but so far it's backfired. 2 1 delivery, inside and low, ball three, three and one now to Jim LaFever. I'm a little surprised they have given Johnson a stolen base because he had been picked off by Grody. He was not running trying to steal. He headed for second when he saw he was picked off by a mile. Now the 3 1 pitch. A slow grounder down to third, charged by Charles. He can't make a play, and the tie is broken. In the score comes through Johnson. Well, that was about a 30-foot base hit. A slow grounder hit down to third. Charles raced in at full speed. The ball had a lot of spin on it. Johnson picked off. Two great throws by Jerry Grody as he went to work on Johnson, but so far it's backfired. 2-1 delivery, inside and low, ball three, three and one now to Jim LaFever. I'm a little surprised they have given Johnson a stolen base because he had been picked off by Grody. He was not running trying to steal. He headed for second when he saw he was picked off by a mile. Now the 3-1 pitch. A full grounder down to third, charged by Charles. He can't make a play, and the tie is broken. In the score comes Hugh Johnson. Well, that was about a 30-foot base hit. A full grounder hit down to third. Charles raced in at full speed. The ball had a lot of spin on it. He tried to get it with that swiping motion, but was unable to do so. He had an almost impossible play to try and make. It's an infield hit for Lefebvre, and the tie is broken, and the Dodgers lead 4-3. to three. Jim Lefebvre gets an infield hit. Now the pitch on the way, a swing and a miss by Ron Fairley. Well, that was a unique trip around the bases for Lou Johnson. He is now back in the dugout with a tie-breaking run. And the pitch by Don Shaw. Ground ball hit down to Cranefield. And he will make the play unassisted on the side of run. The 
In the top of the seventh, the Dodgers get a run. There were two hits. One error and one left on. And at the end of six and a half, the Dodgers four and the New York Mets three. Lou Johnson stays in the game and goes to left field. Greg Goosen is coming out as a pinch batter as we go to the last of the seventh. And right here we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets baseball network. This is the bright sound in radio. WGY, a General Electric Broadcasting Company station at 810 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. Bob Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kainer from Shea Stadium. Last of the seventh inning, the Dodgers lead for the third time tonight. They got the tie-breaking run. Jerry Grody had pegged the first and picked off Lou Johnson. Johnson was cut off by such a wide mark that he headed for second. And Greenpool's hurried throw sailed into the outfield. Johnson went to third. And he then came in to score on an infield hit off the bat of Jim LaFever. One ball and no strikes to Greg Goosen batting for Don Shaw. Now the pitch by Panofsky, a grounder to shortstop. Up for the ball is Dick Schofield and the peg to first in time. Paranowski in relief has now retired four in a row. Paranowski is having a good year. He has the best turn that run average on the Dodger pitching staff, 2.4. And he has eight saves to his credit. He's also been the busiest relief worker. He's in his 41st game here tonight. Bud Harrelson will be hitting right-handed against Paranowski. Now the left-hander's pitch, a strike on the outside corner to Bud. Mets will have their third pitcher in the ballgame with the Dodgers hit on the top of the eighth inning. Leon Jones has come out on deck to bat for Larry Stahl. And a drive in the air to center field. Willie Davis standing there waiting, and he picks it off for the out. But it's that one pretty hard, but straight away and right at center fielder Willie Davis. Now, Cleon Jones is going to bat for Larry Stahl. Cleon, a right-hand batter, coming up against the left-hander. That's the Rheingold Chuggamug, holds 12 ounces of Rheingold Extra Dry. And it has a pull tab, so you don't need it opening. It's about the handiest way there is of quenching your thirst. You'll find Chuggamug on special display at your local stores in New York and New Jersey. Against Don Sutton, Larry Stahl had two for three. But now with a left-hander Paranowski working, Cleon Jones comes up. And a call strike in the outside corner. Paranowski, since coming in from the bullpen, has faced five hitters and retired all five. Tommy Davis waiting on deck. The one-strike pitch. Ground ball hammered down the third baseline, and it is a fair ball played across the diamond by Bailey in time for the out. 
So Karanowski gets the Mets one, two, three in the last of the seventh. No runs, no hits, no errors, and then left on. That last ground ball was hit right down the line. And at the end of seven, the Dodgers, four runs, nine hits, no errors. The New York Mets, three runs, seven hits, and two errors. The big story in the National League, the Cubs and the Cardinals are tied for the National League lead. Cubs have bounced back, winning eight of their last nine. They won in dramatic fashion at Wrigley Field today, getting a run in the last of the eighth inning, and two in the last of the ninth to beat the Giants six to five. Billy Williams had two home runs, including one in the ninth inning that tied the game. Hart and McCovey homered for the Giants. And now Cal left the game in the sixth inning, complaining of pain in his right shoulder. They had a damn ballpark, almost 30,000 at Wrigley Field. Woody Simon pitched a five-hitter, winning his first game of the year as Pittsburgh beat Houston 15-2. Bo Belinsky was the loser. They're in the ninth inning in Philadelphia with the Phillies leading Cincinnati 7-2 behind Rick Wise. Maloney was knocked out during a six-run third inning by Philadelphia. Pete Boyer hit his 14th, Henry Aaron a two-run over his 25th of the year. The Braves got a run in the 13th inning and beat St. Louis 5-4. Cecil Upshaw, the winner in relief, and Jack LeMabe, the loser in relief. Jack has now won none and lost six. He's been in four games since going to St. Louis. He's been a hard luck pitcher there. He's lost three and four times out. Detroit beat the Yankees 11-4 at Tiger Stadium. Earl Wilson won his 12th. The loser was Fred Talbot. Mickey Mantle hit his 18th. Horton and Cash had big home runs for Detroit. Cash a grand slam. The Red Sox a half game out now. Lee Stang shut out Cleveland for them today, and they won 4 nothing. Yasinski hit his 23rd. Washington beat Baltimore tonight, 7-5. Pasquale got the win. Rob into the loss. Boy, those Senators have been something of late. Wes Parker is up against Hal Runup as we go to the eighth inning. This is the 11th appearance for Hal Renner. Hal now has been in 11 ball games in 22 days. Won three, lost none, saved three, worked 19 innings, has given up no runs, and allowed just eight in. Nineteen innings, he's allowed no runs and just six bases. Now he goes behind on Parker, two balls and no strikes. West Parker hitting left. I guess Hal Renner. Now to wind up, and the pitch thrown it breaks right in for a strike, two and one. Don Shaw is out of the game after pitching an inning and a third in relief, and Don had his share of tough luck in this game tonight. 2-1 delivery, a breaking ball, a swing, and a move. Don deserved to be out of the jam in the seventh inning without being scored on. Made one very big pitch. And he got Lou Johnson to hit a ground ball down to Charles, and he nailed Schofield at the plate. Mets had the infield in, and Shaw was going with his sinkers, looking for a ground ball to one of the infielders, and he got just what he wanted. And it looked like he was going to be out of trouble. But a wild throw enabled Johnson to go from first to third after Brody had him picked off. He scored the tiebreaker on an infield hit. 
And a fly ball hit the left center by Parker. Tommy Davis coming hard, throws Cleon, and Tommy makes the catch. Tommy caught up with the ball in shallow left center field to retire Parker. Now Johnny Roseborough up against Hal Reno. Roseboro has flied the deep center, drawn an intentional walk, and he was robbed of at least a double, possibly a triple, on a miraculous catch up against the wall in distant right center by Larry Stahl. On the outside corner, strike one ball, one strike. The play Stahl made on Roseboro his last time up is about as good a play as you can see made in the outfield. He went into that fence going full tilt and made a one-hand grab. Ground ball on the right side of the diamond. Boot check to his glove side is up with it. Throws the crane pool in time for the out. Throw two up and two setters side, and now Bailey is coming up. He had a key clutch hit early in the ballgame. When he singled the right with the bases loaded, driving two runs in, that was in the fourth inning. He broke a one-to-one tie and put the Dodgers in front, three-to-one. Nuts came right back to tie the game in their half of the fourth inning. The Dodgers then grabbed the lead for the third time with that run in the seventh. And a foul ball on a check swing back up into the crowd. The next pitch by runner is a breaking ball in the dirt. One ball, one strike. Final game of the series tomorrow afternoon, and Bob Henley will look for his fifth win against just one loss. He draws a tough opponent, an old Mets nemesis, Don Drysdale. Fastball in, a strike, one and two. Bob Bailey, one for three, two RBIs. Ron Peronowski is the on-deck batter. Pitching one and two. A ground ball hit toward the hole into right field for a base hit. Buchek made a hard run at it. It was just beyond his reach. Bailey is run with a two-out single, and it brings up Ron Peronowski. This will be a Paranowski's first time up. Short inning relief men does not get many times at bat in the course of the year. Paranowski has been in 40 games this year. This is 41. And it's not fouled on the third baseline. To give you an idea, Paranowski leads the National League in appearances. This is his 41st game already, and yet he has been at bat only five times. He's had one hit and five times at bat. You're used mostly in that eighth and ninth innings. You just do not get times at bat. Here's the pitch on the way, and it's high. One ball, one strike.
Al Rennett is on in relief for the 11th time in 22 days. The 1-1 pitch. Outside and high, two balls and a strike. Al has been getting a lot of work since joining the New York Mets. He has pitched sensationally. Now run up up in the set position. The 2-1 delivery is hit foul back toward the crowd. And Reynolds now has a two-and-two count on Panofsky. In the last of the eighth inning, the Mets will have the heart of their batting order coming up against Panofsky. Each manager has used three pitchers in tonight's game. Panofsky hitting left. The 2-2 delivery. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. And Hal Runoff now has gone 20 innings since joining the Mets. He has not given up a run. He's inning that he tags on as to his own Mets club record. In the eighth inning, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one left. At the end of seven and a half, the Dodgers four and the Mets three. After the eighth inning, the heart of the batting order coming up against Paranowski. Tommy Davis, Eddie Crane, Hull, and Ed Charles. A rhythmic clapping now from the Mets fans here at Jay. Despite the fact that it rained for over an hour just before game time tonight, crowd of over 33,000 here. Tommy Davis and Sowski Short been struck out. And he was out on a very close play when he tried to bunny his way on with a first run in the sixth inning. In comes the pitch. Swing and a miss, strike one. Baranowski, in 62 innings this year, has given up only 46 hits. Low and outside on the sinker, one ball, one strike. Ron Baranowski... Without a doubt, one of the best trades the Dodgers ever made. Inside and low, it's two balls and a strike. The Dodgers got Panofsky for Don Zimmer along toward the end of Don's career. Panofsky has been one of baseball's top relief stars and still is. The 2 1 pitch. Swing and a miss on a breaking ball. It's two and two on Tommy Davis. Now the windup by Panofsky on the two-two pitch. A grounder hit the shortstop. Big hop for Schofield. And he pegs the first in the dirt, but Parker comes up with it. In time, and Tommy Davis is out. Eddie Greenville coming up. Eddie has slid the center, bounced out to second, and been struck out. Eddie hitting 293 with eight home runs and 33 runs batted in. Left-hander against left-hander, and the pitch outside and lowest ball one. Eddie has hit well over 300 against southpaw pitching this year. 
Missed behind by a run. We're in the last of the eighth inning. Not that Oski sitting in. And a drive in the air to center field. Willie Davis moves over. He's under it, and he cranks it for the out. Ball was in on the button by Cranesville, but almost directly to Willie Davis. Karanofsky, in relief, has now retired all eight batters that he has faced. So Ed Charles will try and break the string. Ed has bounced to third, been hit by a pitch, and bounced out to short, nothing for two. Ed batting 268, and the pitch is outside, ball one. Karanofsky came in the game in the sixth inning when it was tied. He protects the lead. It's his win. And a swing and a miss on an off-speed breaking ball. One ball and one strike. Karanofsky throws a lot of slow breaking stuff, changes speeds very effectively, and keeps the ball down. Jerry Buczek on deck. Then Ron Sloboda if the Mets can get something going. The 1-1 pitch, low and outside, two balls and a strike to Ed Charles. Dodgers four and Mets three were in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Two-one delivery. Hit hard, a base hit through the hole to left field. Now the tying runners on with two men down. Jerry Bootsek has two for three tonight. Jerry has single to right, single to left, and bounced out to short. Buchek hitting 242. Jerry has good power. He has nine home runs and 24 runs batted in. And Buchek wants time, umpire Tom Gorman to have a look at the ball, and we get a new ball in play. Baranowski has cut down eight straight. But Ed Charles, a ninth to base hit through the hole in the left field. Now Ron Baranowski working from the stretch. Delivers outside and high. One ball, no strike. Dick Salma doing some work now in the Mets bullpen. And the breaking ball is over at the knees. One ball and one strike. Dodgers have a left-hander staying ready. Dick Egan. One and one on Jerry Butchuk. Here's the pitch on the way. And it's lined over second into center field, a base hit. Charles around second will stop there as Willie Davis plays the ball in. And now the tying run is on second base as Jerry Bootcheck gets his third hit of the game. Ron Swoboda with one for three stepping in. Big banner down the right field line in the field by three is being held high in the air now that says Swoboda is the greatest. 
The outfield running deep and swung around toward left. And that's for the base hit could get even right now. Twice before tonight, they caught from behind. Baranowski is in the set position. Here's the pitch. Strike in the outside corner, and Swoboda did not like the call. It's Charles on second, Jerry Bukek on first, two men down. The Mets starting this rally with two out. Last of the eighth inning, Dodgers four and the Mets three. Now Roseboro signs for the next delivery. Ron Swoboda cocks the bat. Here's the pitch. Way outside. One ball, one strike. In tonight's game, Jerry Grody has driven in two runs, and Ron Sloboda drove the other run in. Ron singled home. A run in the fourth inning when the Mets battle from behind to tie it up. The 1-1 delivery. Breaking ball in the dirt. Nice troop on the part of Johnny Roseboro. And it's two balls and a strike. So the suspense is building. Looks like Phil Regan's going to get the call out in that Dodger bullpen now. Now it's going to be Bob Miller to work with Dick Egan. Now Paranowski into the set position. Here's the pitcher on the way. Outside, ball three. Jerry Grody is the on-deck batter. Karanowski, working very cautiously to Ron Swoboda, has now gone behind three and one. Willie Davis swings a little more over toward left center. He's guarding the gap in left center against Ron Swoboda. The infield is back deep, two men down. Charles on second, boot check on third. Mets trail by one run. Now Karanowski into the stretch. Here's the pitch on the way. Outside, the bases are loaded. Johnny Roseboro going out to talk to Paranowski, and now Jerry Grody is coming up with the bases loaded. Jerry has been the batting star of the game for New York. He hit a home run in the third inning tonight to tie the game one to one. And then he singled the left field in the fourth inning to tie the game three to three. So for the third time tonight, Jerry Goody is hoping to tie the ball game up. Jerry's home run that tied the game in the third was his fourth of the year. The bases are loaded. Ed Charles is on third. Jerry Bootsack on second. Ron Sloboda is on first. Two men away, and the Mets need the base hit. Baranowski will now work from the windup. Here's the pitch on the way. Strength on the inside corner of the knee. Dodgers have the infield back deep. The outfield is tried to left against Jerry Goody. 
The tying run, 90 feet away is third. The lead runner is run second. And now as Karanowski delays between pitches, Grody asks for time, and he steps back for a moment. Jerry trying to break the tension. Lashes the bat around. Now Cockman, here's the pitch. Bounced foul off the plate, then right straight back. And now Paranowski is out in front on Grody, two strikes. Al Renner, kneeling in the on-deck circle and sweating it out. Big crowd here at Shea, silent at the moment, waiting and hoping. Aronofsky pitching very deliberately. Now he's about set. Here's the wind-up by Aronofsky and the pitch. Ground ball hit down to third foul. No play. It was a foul ball. And Jordy gets another shot at it. Now Jerry wants the rosin bag to tighten up that grip. Everybody going with the crack of the bat, and they head back now. Charles is on third. Bootcheck on second. Swoboda on first. Two men away. Aronofsky with a two-strike advantage, pitching to Jerry Grody. The veteran southpaw into his windup. Here's the pitch. Inside, he gets away from the catcher, racing down the line. Wait a minute, it may have been a foul ball. Foul ball to Tom Gorman. The ball broke off the bat handle as Grody fell back from the plate. It was not detected. Everybody was running. Not only did Charles come in, the boot check. Also came in, but Rosebell never went after the ball, indicating that he knew it was a foul ball all the way. When Buchek saw that Rosebell wasn't going after the ball, he rounded third and he was heading home. But it was a foul ball. Pitch was way inside by Paranowski. Rudy falling back from the plate, it went off the bat handle. Down remains a strike two. Now Paranofsky gets his sign from Johnny Roseboro as the three runners take a lead. And Paranofsky steps off, chasing Charles back toward third. And now Grody gets out of the batter's box, and again he wants the Rosen back. Suspense? Yes, indeed. Baranowski takes that big, deep breath to relax himself as he looks into Roseboro for the next delivery. Now the runners grab a lead. Here's the wind-up by Baranowski and the pitch. Swing and a miss, he struck him out. Baranowski bailing out of a big jam. Strikes out Jerry Grody. No runs, two hits, no errors, three left on. At the end of eight innings, the Dodgers four and the Mets three. This is the bright sound in radio. WGY, a General Electric Broadcasting Company station at 810 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. Field has a single and double in four times up. And he's batting left against Leno. Breaking ball outside, one ball and no strike. So near and yet so far. Foul ball on the ground, right straight back, one ball, one strike. Here in the ninth inning, Hal Renup will be facing Schofield, Willie Davis, and Lou Johnson.
Now the wind-up by Hal. Here's his pitch. A foul ball hit down the left field line and into the field box area. One ball, two strikes. Veteran Dick Schofield batting at 224. That's for the infield around toward right against Schofield. Now the fastball is outside. Two balls and two strikes. For New York, Don Cardwell pitched into the sixth inning. Don Shaw worked an inning and a third, and now Hal Tunnett is working his second inning. Pitching two and two. Just missed with a curve inside, and a full count of three and two. Don Cardwell looked much better tonight. Looks like his arm's getting stronger, and he's about ready to really stretch it out. Three-two delivery. Well, hit fly ball to right field, way back. Back goes Swoboda. He has a play. Makes the catch in front of the bullpen fence. Ron Swoboda right back to the bullpen fence for that one. Now Willie Davis coming up. Willie has one for three, a single to center in the third inning. Willie Davis batting at 263. In the home ninth inning, the Mets will have Hal Reynolds scheduled up, followed by Bud Harrelson and then Cleon Jones. Foul ball hit down the left field line, no play. One strike count on Willie Davis. The outfield deep and around to right against Willie. He's hitting out of an overly closed stand. And he goes after a breaking ball that was down in the dirt and just foul tipped it to counter strike two. Los Angeles, four runs, ten hits, no errors. New York, three runs, nine hits, two errors. Dodgers have had the lead three times. Two strike delivery outside, one ball and two strikes. For those of you who joined us a little late, Gabriel sent homered in the first for the Dodgers, but Jerry Grody homered in the third to tie the game one to one. In the fourth inning, Bailey singled to right with the bases loaded, putting Los Angeles in front three to one. Ground ball to shortstop, tagged by Harrelson. The overhand tag in plenty of time to get Willie Davis two down. Mets came back again in the last of the fourth inning with Ron Sloboda driving in a run, and then Jerry Grody once again tying the game with a base hit. When Grody was struck out by Paranowski with the bases loaded in the seventh, had he tied the ball game up, it would have been the third time that he had tied the game up tonight. Almost too much to ask. Now Luke Johnson up against Hal Runnup, and it's inside ball one. Two outs and nobody on top of the ninth inning. And a line shot over second into center field. A base hit by Lou Johnson. That will be the 11th hit of the game for the Dodgers. And it brings up the switch hitting cleanup batter, Jim Lefebvre. A smash hit toward the middle for a base hit by Lefebvre. Johnson around second hitting for third. Leon Jones playing the ball back in. 
And now the Dodgers have runners at the corners with two men down. Ron Fairley, the right fielder, coming up. Fairley has a single and four times up the season. Here's the pitch on the way. Hit hard. Caught by Cranebull. Oh, what a line drive. Tagged by Eddie Cranebull, and the side is out. That ball was hit about as hard as you can hit one, and Cranebull got the glove up in a hurry. And flagged it down, and the side is out. No runs, two hits, no errors, and two left on. At the end of eight and a half innings, the Dodgers four and the Mets three. Last of the ninth inning, New York one run behind. Bob Johnson will bat for Hal Runner. Bob has seven hits and 19 times at bat as a pinch hitter. And on the year since joining New York, Bob is hitting 325. Hal Runner worked two scoreless innings of relief. And now, in 22 days, has made 11 appearances. Worked 21 innings, allowed no runs and just nine hits. One, three, and save three. Baranowski winds the pitch to Johnson, inside and low, ball one. Al Rennup has set a new Mets club record for consecutive scoreless innings by a pitcher. He erased the old record held by Dennis Ryband at 18. Rennup now has 21. Ground ball, tap foul off to the left. It's one ball, one strike to Bob Johnson. Bud Harrelson, the on-deck batter, and then Cleon Jones. Bill Regan and Bob Miller are both ready in the Dodger bullpen. Now Paranowski's 1-1 Low and outside. The sinker's just missing. It's two balls and a strike. Bud Harrelson will be looking for his first hit of the game when he comes up. He hit the ball hard his last time up a line drive to center. There's a base hit through the hole to left field. The tying run is on as Johnson delivers again as a bench hitter. Bob now has 8 for 20 as a pinch hitter. Bud Harrelson coming up. Dick Selma is coming in from the bullpen. And he's going to run for Bob Johnson. Selma has good speed, and so West Western wants him in there now in what appears to be a bunch situation. Bailey moving in very close at third now as the Dodgers play for the sacrifice punt. Aronofsky set. Here's the pitch. And he guides the ball. It is a foul ball. A foul ball. Roseborough tried to grab it almost before it hit the ground. But it was a foul ball. He grabbed it just across the line in foul territory. Tough bunning situation here for Bud Harrelson the way the Dodgers are playing it. They are playing it as though nothing else could possibly happen. Charging right in on top of the hitter. Wes Parker has that great speed. So he gets in very close. 
Bailey is flying in very close at the outset. A one-strike count on Bud Harrelson. Now the stretch by Paranowski. He turns around, doesn't offer, it's high. One ball, one strike. Paranowski, normally a low-ball pitcher, but he wanted that one up there where it'd be hard to lay down. It's one ball, one strike. Leon Jones is waiting on deck, and then Tommy Davis. So this one has been a suspense-type game all the way. Paranofsky with a count of one and one to Bud Harrelson. Selma leads off first. They look for the bunt, now Paranofsky steps off. Everybody ready to shift, and the Dodger infield on defense. Paranofsky ready. Here's the pitch on the way. He didn't square around. It looked like he was going to take a cut, and it was outside, two and one. Two balls and one strike. Bill Regan and Bob Miller are both ready in the Dodger bullpen. Must be right-hand batters. Harrelson hitting now. Jones on deck, and then Tommy Davis. The count is two balls and a strike. Here's the pitch. He squares around bunch, and it is a fair ball. The play is going to second in time. Parker, with that speed, got in there quick enough to snag the bunt and throw to second for the fourth play on Dick Selma. Looked like a good bunt when it was first laid down by Bud Harrelson, but the credit belongs to Wes Parker. It was a good bunt. I speed on the lines in Bud Harrelson. Heels the tying run, one man down. Now the pitch by Paranofsky. The runner goes. The ground ball is short. He steps on second, throws to first. Safe. The ball was dropped by Parker or the game would have been over. The throw was low in the dirt. You can't fall Parker. He tried to make a backhand pickup. He had it be thrown for just an instant, and had he held on, that was going to be a double play. The Mets were playing hit and run, and the ball was hit right up the middle. And the shortstop, Schofield, grabbed the ball near second, stepped on second, and threw on to first. It's up to Tommy Davis, two men down. Tommy Hitless in four times up the season. The pitchers of record are Ron Karanowski and Don Shaw. The Dodgers lead 4-3. We're in the last of the ninth. Karanowski is working his fourth inning of the game. Veteran left-hander checks his runner. The pitch to Tommy Davis is a strike of the knee. One strike count on Tommy Davis. Tommy hitting 306. Has gone over for 4 this evening. Here's the winning run at bat. Jones, the tying run on first. Now the pitch. Swing and a miss on a curveball, and the count of strike two. Tommy gave that one a hard cut, trying to get it. Now Paranofsky has a two-strike advantage, pitching to Tommy Davis. A Dodger victory, and they would be two and a half games in front of New York in the standings. 
The Nets can pull it out. They would be a half game behind the Dodgers. Now Paranofsky has his sign. Jones leading off first. And a throw to first. Cleon gets back. Dodgers manufactured the go-ahead run with two down in the seventh. Tommy Davis caught feeling the bat around. Now cocks it. Here's the pitch to him. And a ground ball hits slowly to shortstop. Schofield grabs it. The throw to first. A low throw held on to by Parker and the Dodgers win. What a play by Wes Parker. He is really about as much first baseman as you can hope to see. He made a couple of big plays in the last of the ninth inning. He had to dig a mean throw out of the dirt, which he did, and the ball game is over. The Dodgers win it by one run. In the ninth inning, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one left on. Final score, the Dodgers four and the Mets three. We'll be back with a recap in just a moment. Now here's the word from Rangel. Taking the lead for the third and final time in the seventh inning, defeating the New York Mets four to three, and the Dodgers now lead the Mets by two and a half games in the standings. Los Angeles scored in the first on a home run by Lynn Gabrielson, his sixth of the year. Jerry Grody homered his fourth of the year in the third to tie the game one to one. In the fourth inning, Bob Bailey singled a right with the bases loaded, driving two runs in, and the Dodgers were in front three to one. But New York came challenging right back in the last of the fourth inning. Ron Swoboda drove in a run, and Jerry Grody, for the second time, tied the game when he singled home the tying run. And the game stayed 3-3 three to three until the seventh inning, and that proved to be the heartbreak inning of the night for the New York Mets. With two outs and a runner on first, the runner was Liz Johnson, and Don Shaw on the mound, and at the time, it appeared Don had worked his way out of the jam. When he had forced a good hitter, Johnson, to hit a ground ball to third, and Charles had fired home to get Schofield at the plate. But with Johnson on first and two down, Jerry Grody picked him off by such a wide margin. The Johnson took off for second, and Cranebull very through, sailed into the outfield. Johnson went all the way to third and scored the winning run on an infield hit down the third baseline by Jim Lefebvre. Don Cardwell, Don Shaw, and Hal Renup worked for New York. Renup pitching two scoreless innings to run his string now to 21. 
For the Los Angeles Dodgers, Don Sutton, Jim Brewer, and Ron Paranowski worked. Paranowski, having a good year, worked the last four innings, did not give up a run, and gets the victory. The Dodgers, four runs, 12 hits, no errors, 10 left. New York, three runs, 10 hits, two errors, nine left. Paranowski, the winner in relief, he's now three and four. Don Shaw, the loser in relief, Don has won two and lost four. Tomorrow, the final game of the series and the homestand, Bob Henley, four and one, pitching for the New York Mets, and he draws an old Mets genesis in Don Drysdale. Game time tomorrow, 2 p.m. New York Mets baseball has been brought to you by Rango Beer as another in its continuing parade of major sports events.